This is the Trivium Dad Podcast. My name is Nick, and welcome. Dearest listeners, I'm here to ask for your support, not your financial support. It would be great if you could donate. It would help support the Trivium Dad podcast and Upward Enrichment Service. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then leave a review because it will help other people find the show. And two, tell a friend about the show, or better yet, tell a whole bunch of friends. Thank you. This program may contain strong languages and topics that might not be suitable for all listeners. So welcome to the Trivium Dad podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest, Ashley Kiko, who is the founder and president of Kiko Studio Music Academy. She is an up a coming musician and entrepreneur who has studied classical piano for 15 years, alto saxophone for 12 years and has been teaching piano for an additional 10 years. Ashley is a performer, music educator, and advocate, and additionally expanded her music academy in January of 2018 by opening up a storefront location that caters to adults and children who aims to explore the importance of music and musical expressions in the community where opportunity for music educations are limited. This year, Ashley recorded her debut album, The Pursuit of Harmony. There's a lot to talk about, but let's get started by playing one of the tracks on the album. The track is Young Girl. Oh, 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 
Ashley, welcome to the Trivium Dad Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And starting off with that song, I couldn't get that song out of my head this whole week. That is a great song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> As a young girl who, you know, is dealing with societal pressures, started from early childhood onward. You know, how did that song influence your album? Well, I, I mean, like you said, I, I have had so many different experiences and societal pressures growing up and still to this day. And so, you know, I really wanted to, first of all, put that song out there on the album because I feel like it has such a powerful message. And I think it's so important to to share that message with not only young girls, but everyone in general to kind of you know, bring forth the, I guess, idea that a lot of young girls do have to deal with societal pressures, but it, it really influenced the entire album as well. Just, you know, it really inspired me to add on some important messages on there, not just to have, you know, upbeat music and dance music, but also to have some you know, important messages on there too. And I think as when people do listen to your album, they are going to hear those important messages because it's just, mm -hmm. you know, you hear that throughout the whole album. And as a young yeah. child growing up, I'm fascinated to learn like what sparked your interest in music and led you to start in playing multiple instruments. Well, uh, it started when I was in elementary school. I actually went to a, a very musical school where a lot of the students, they were doing a lot of extracurricular activities. So I actually saw one of my classmates playing piano at school one day. And I went home and I told my parents, I want to play piano. <laughs> and thankfully, they were really supportive and, you know, really nurtured my desire to play an instrument. So they put me into music lessons. And then from there, uh, you know, piano was my first instrument. So from there, when I went to middle school, I wanted to continue doing music, but piano was not a band instrument. So I had to choose, you know, one of the instruments that could be played in a concert band. So I ended up choosing saxophone. And, and the reason why I chose it is because my dad played saxophone when he was younger. So that's really how the choice came about. And I really ended up loving it and sticking with it to this day. You know, I've seen you play the saxophone and the piano. You know, you're very talented and it's great to know Thank you. when it comes to like, you know, parental support and nurturing and, you know, making sure that if you see a child that has uh, inherent talents is that, you know, you could support it the best way possible. So that's that's very right. good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so important. And a seed was planted and you are, you are a lifelong learner and music teacher. Please tell me about your formal education. So I started, um, like I said, when I was in school, I did music lessons. Uh, when I went into formal education, that was a little later on once I was in high school. I really started to take it seriously and... I wanted to pursue it in college as well. So while I was in high school, I was taking private lessons on both piano and saxophone. And then I went to the new school for jazz and contemporary music for my undergraduate degree. I did uh, music performance on the alto saxophone. And then I went 
to, after that, I went to Columbia University and I did my master's in music education. For anybody that's interested, that has a passion for music, you know, they go to college for it. Like what, do they focus more on theory? Do they focus on the instruments or, you know, how does that work out? So in college, it really depends on what your major is. And that's definitely a big choice that you have to make ahead of time. Uh, when you do performance as your major, you're mostly focusing on the performance of your instrument. So uh, you're you're working on the instrument technique, you're working on music theory, um, stage presence, you do a little bit of music business uh, courses as well. Um, so, you know, the focus is really on you being a performing artist. Uh, when I did my uh, master's in music education, I was very, very different. That was more so the art of teaching and really focusing on how to teach people of all walks of life. Um, and that, that degree, it could be applied to many different subjects, not just music education, but any, any form of education and teaching. So, so that degree is very, very different. I didn't do as much playing and music theory as I did when I did my performing degree. So, um, you know, it really depends on what your major is, what you want to focus on. Um, but, you know, a college education can be very fruitful. I learned a lot from both of those degrees. And I think also, I know holistically from the teaching and playing from music theory, but I think also probably the connections. And I know that you're well-traveled when it comes to performing um, not only in the U.S., but abroad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was fortunate to travel to both China and Australia as well uh, and, you know, perform in both of those countries, which was really exciting. Um, the reason for my travel wasn't specifically for the performance itself, but it was kind of like a plus. I, I was fortunate enough to be able to throw in a performance you know, in there. So it was really nice to just kind of get a feel for a different type of audience. Um, and, you know, just people in different countries, they have different appreciation for different types of music. So it was really great to see that firsthand. And for parents that are considering enrolled in their children in music program, what are the intrinsic benefits that come along with learning music theory and playing an instrument? Uh, there are so many benefits when it comes to learning music, especially for children. Um, you know, when you're young, you're really like a sponge. You're soaking up every little bit of information and every bit of information that you're soaking up can really benefit all aspects of your life. Uh, I would say that music, it really helps with um, motor skills, being able to play an instrument and, you know, helping with dexterity with your hands um, and hand-eye coordination. So it helps a lot physically, even though it may not seem like a very physical activity. It does help a lot with that. Um, and working on those motor skills helps with brain development as well. Yeah. And I think that just led right into my next question. Like, what is the correlation between music education and academic achievement? And I think you just started to talk about that. Yes, yes. Uh, a lot of studies say that, you know, when children also do music in school, they do well in math. 
Um, and, you know, every child is different because I would say for myself, when I was in school, I actually didn't like math that much. <laughs> it definitely was not one of my favorite subjects, but um, it, it gave me such a, I guess, a, a break from my academic work while I was in school that it pretty much allowed me to focus a little bit more once it came to getting to my academic work. Um, and that's just one of the very simple ways. It's almost, you know, too obvious. But a lot of times when children have an outlet to express themselves and they're still doing something constructive, that helps a lot when it comes to academics because, you know, since they have that outlet, they, they can now, once they get to it, really focus on their work. And I think, you know, I definitely like when you said the outlet to express themselves because if they're dealing with stress and they're dealing with anxiety or even if they, you know, maybe even, you know, dealing with depression is like, I've always seen people just go to the instrument and play just mm -hmm. because that is, you know, their way of relaxation and you know they find yeah. joy in you know listening to the melodies and you know playing whatever mm -hmm. songs that they even want to create at that time yes yes i agree and you're listening to the trivium dad podcast my name is nicholas jones and i'm speaking with ashley kiko founder and president of kiko studios music academy and recording artists I know you spoke about your travels when it comes to, you know, different cultures. What was the most unique culture that you experienced when, you know, you were performing? Well, I would definitely say the most unique to me was China. The culture is just so different. You know, everything from the language to the food, um, even to the way that people, you know, are, the way people communicate with each other is just very different from the U.S. So that was really a great experience to see how different cultures just interact. So, so yeah, it was a really great experience. But I mean, the one thing that, that really stood out to me the most is how we can all connect through music, even if we don't speak the same language. Because when I, when I went to China, I was actually doing a music program that was in association with Columbia University music program. So we were, you know, doing a study abroad kind of program, the people in the courses that we had, you know, not everyone spoke the same language. So it was really like almost groundbreaking to me how we could still communicate through music. I want to play another track off of your album. Gotta get okay. up. Okay, great. Showing you the wrong way And while you're sitting there They're getting paid It's up to you You gotta make your own way I can't be sitting down Watching these things I gotta get up and do my own thing They got me feeling like I wanna be Somebody I'm seeing on the TV Gotta get up And do my own thing I gotta get up And make my own way I gotta get up And make something of my 
Wow, that was a great track. Thank you. <laughs> and I think it segues into my next question, probably <laughs> when it comes to, you know, open up Kiko Studio and you being an yeah. entrepreneur. Well, you know, tell me about your successes and your lessons learned. Uh, well, I would say my main, my biggest success is opening up my actual brick and mortar storefront. Um, Kiko Studios actually started a while before we got into our main location. Um, and I'll just say the location that we're at 21226 Jamaica Avenue in Queens Village, New York. And so before we got to that location, I was actually teaching in my parents' martial arts school. My parents actually teach martial arts. They have a school in Queens. And I was teaching music lessons out of one of the rooms there. So, you know, after a few years, I was able to open up my storefront. And I would say that that's like the, the biggest success. <laughs> um, and for the lessons learned, I would say um, one of the, the biggest lessons that I've learned through managing my music school is really learning how to manage my time. Um, you know, being an artist. And being a business owner, it's not easy. There's a lot on my plate. And so, you know, it's something that I'm still currently learning as we go, as I go. But um, definitely trying to manage my time is like the biggest lesson that I've learned through this process. Yeah. And I mean, I could totally relate to that. Like when it comes to upward enrichment service, it's like so <laughs> many different variables that you're trying to just get a hold of. Yeah. And it's always, you know, you're going to learn something every day uh, when you're, you know, running the company uh, from the business aspect, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to, you know, making sure that you're when it comes to managing accounts so that when it's time for, you know, when it's time to, you know, file taxes, it's like it's always yeah. <laughs> it's always interested <laughs> And you got to motivate employees and so forth. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot. It's more than what you would think when you're looking from the outside. You know, being a, a music school owner, people just think like I'm teaching music lessons all day. <laughs> but that really isn't the case. I, I have to, you know, file taxes. I have to, you know, pay my employees. I have to motivate my employees. I have to make sure that they're, you know, fulfilling the tasks that they're supposed to be fulfilling. So it's so many different things that you end up taking on when you become a business owner. Um, and of course, you have the main thing that that made you want to, to do it in the first place, which for me is, is spreading the, the love of music. But there definitely are quite a few things that I have to do that are not necessarily music related. <laughs> Most definitely, I think. And also, you know, I, I kind of when I was driving through and when I was like thinking about your bio, uh, when it comes to having a music school in Jamaica, Queens, uh, that was the first thing I saw when I was driving by in 2018. And I was like, I have to, you know, go in and, you know, talk yeah. to the business owner, which was you. And I was, yeah. you know, I was so thrilled because, you know, when you're trying to make a name for yourself, it's like you need people to give you the opportunity. And I'm thankful that you, you know, you gave me the opportunity to work with you in some yeah. aspects. So I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And I want to play, let's hear that song, uh, Burn Up. It's written and performed by Ashley Kiko on the album Pursuit 
of Harmony. Coming for more and more You burn up, burn up, burn up, burn up the night away Your body on my mind's what I can't dismiss I got a little song and it go like this As a recording artist, uh, your debut album, The Pursuit of Harmony. Tell me about the project. So the project has definitely been uh, something that I've been working on for years. I wrote some of the songs on the project maybe five years ago, and I just never um, got to actually, you know, putting everything together in one culminating project. So uh, thankfully, I recently received a grant from the Queen's Council on the Arts to put out my album. So I'm so fortunate for, for them. And I was able to kind of collectively put together some of my originals and some covers that I wanted to do. So the, the whole album is actually half and half. It's half originals, half covers from other artists. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's actually why I ended up calling it Pursuit of Harmony, because I was kind of in a pursuit of balance between, you know, doing some of my own originals, doing other people's music, but not only that, also in a pursuit of harmony between being an artist and a business owner and, you know, playing jazz versus playing more modern, um, genres. So you know, it, it was really a pursuit of balance between a lot of different things. So that's how it, it came about. I mean, for five years, finally get it down. I, I think it's, you know, it was a great listen. I think I listened to it about three, four times. Oh, wow. Thanks. It was definitely something that I enjoyed. And I think people are going to enjoy it. Like when it came to getting the grant, like how did how hard was that to do? Uh, well, it was definitely a process. Grant writing isn't that easy. So you do have to take out some time to really think about what you want, you know, what you want to convey and, and how you want to kind of tell your story so that the people giving the grants are moved enough to give you a grant. <laughs> so it definitely, you know, it takes some time and, and takes a lot of thought. It wasn't too, too complicated, this one in particular. And I would say that QCA, uh, Queens Council on the Arts, is a very uh, inclusive foundation. And, you know, I really love what they're all about. They're about, you know, sharing and spreading art throughout Queens, so, which I think is so important. So, yeah, it was definitely a great thing to be able to, to get. And what should our, the audience today take away from our conversation? Hmm, that's a great question. <laughs> 
well, I mean, I hope I hope everyone gets a chance to listen to the album. So it's streaming on all music platforms. You know, I hope what you heard, you really enjoyed, and it motivates you to go and listen to more. There are 11 tracks on the album. So, um, you know, there is a lot there, and there's something for everyone. So you know, I hope people can go out and listen to it. And then aside from that, if you're interested in music lessons, please feel free to check out Pico Studios. Um, we teach all instruments from piano, drums, to vocals, everything. So, you know, we have something for everyone. So that is um, on our website at kikostudios.com. And Kiko is spelled K-E-I-K-O. And I think when it comes to, you know, definitely support Ashley and her album. It's a great album, Pursuit of Harmony. She is somebody that's really trying to support the community by providing uh, music to the children that lives in the area. So if you are looking to put your child in a music program, there's no better place. Uh, the, the studio, I've, I've had the privilege of walking into uh, the building and it's immaculate. It's like you can't even find dust in it that's how clean <laughs> and upkept and i know even with covid19 and everything yeah. ashley definitely keeps her studio immaculate it is clean it has state-of-the-art equipment Thank she you. is so passionate I, I just know that she you know when it comes to not only you know introducing music but, you know, singing and performing. This is somebody you should support because she is making a difference. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Follow us on social media, UESNYS. Check out the website, UESNYS.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you for listening.